Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer requests, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Talking about life's balance. Large part of life, or an important part of life, I should say, is rest. So the title of tonight's message is Rest Up. And some of you are going to be looking at me like I'm crazy tonight going, Pastor Matt, you don't know my schedule. You don't know what I'm doing. I'm working here, there, everywhere. I'm doing all this. I'm raising kids. It's not always easy, but I know that resting up is very important in life because there's always going to be work, right? I know everybody in here works doing something. And that work's important. It's important to you. It's important to the people around you. So for you to achieve and do well in your areas of work, in your calling, you've got to learn to rest. Some of you, once again, are going, well, Pastor Matt, how on earth? How do I balance it? We started talking about that on Sunday. and Man, the altar was full. Said, God, help me balance some things in my life. That's great. But here's the deal. One way to start with balance is planning. You've got to have a schedule. Now, I'm going to admit to you guys tonight, and I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit it anymore, that is not one of my strengths, is scheduling or planning. I'm naturally a free spirit. Naturally. <laughs> naturally, my personality wants to do it as I go. Now, that doesn't mean, don't, don't misunderstand me, that doesn't mean that all these years I haven't been planning for sermons and stuff. I've been good at that. I've always taken that serious. Okay? And there's aspects that I've always taken serious. Uh, my relationship with God, my relationship with my wife, my relationship with you as church members and fellow sheep and the, the flock here. I've taken things very serious. Messages, I've always planned and, and prepared and stuff. But even over the years, my planning for messages has gotten to be more extended. Used to be I'd pray all week and seek God and think about it. But most of my planning was on Saturday, the day before. Well, that's not always the best. Now, on average, I plan two or three messages ahead. If I've got a series, I know what I'm speaking about. I just ask the Lord to lead me, and I begin to plan. For example, um, this past Saturday, I was planning for three different messages, right? I was planning for Sunday, but I'd already been planning for that one. Not just Saturday. I'd been planning for a couple of weeks already, been writing things down. Usually I take notes in my phone. Had to plan, all right? Planning's important, and I'm going somewhere with this, so stay with me. Also began to plan tonight, write that down, because I can't just show up Wednesday morning and go, man, Lord, can you give me a word? I don't even know, man. What am I going to do? That can be stressful, <laughs> all right? And also began to plan for this coming Sunday, so two Sundays and a Wednesday, looking ahead, looking ahead, and possibly this Sunday, if pastor has me do it, Man, I, I think he just messes with me. Sometimes he won't tell me yet. I'm like, Dad, are you going to have me speak on Sunday? Are you going to have me speak on Sunday in the Spanish as well? So still finding that out, but I have a plan. I already have a message. I'm going to speak on Sunday in Spanish. So dealing with four messages basically on Saturday. One done and three I was working on. But I'd been planning already. You've got to have a plan. In the same way, sometimes it's going to sound crazy. You've got to have a plan for rest. One man of God said... Set multiple alarms to remind yourself to be in bed by 10 o'clock. He's a pastor. Some of you are like, I don't know if I can do that. 
you should you got to start somewhere why why well number one it's hard on your body to go to bed at different times every single night you're not always going to fall asleep guys i know there's kids there's wives there's husbands there's work there's things pulling on you i know that i understand i promise okay i understand there's other things going on in life but i, I also know this once again if you don't have if you don't have a plan for it you're going to miss out you're going to follow you're going to be get laying in bed. Some of you are night owls. You're going to be laying down at 1 a.m. Then tonight it's 11 p.m. And then some of you are going, Pastor Matt, there's no way I'm going to lay down at 1 a.m. Unless, unless there's an emergency broadcast from one of the tornado towers. I'm, I'm laying down at 10. Well, good. Have a plan to lay down early. We've got to lay down early because we wake up early. Sometimes, I, I'm not ashamed to admit, sometimes we're in bed by 8. I think, what? Pastor Matt, you're in your early 40s. I know. But here's the problem. We've got to get up early. Does it mean we fall asleep at 8? No, not every time. Okay? It doesn't mean we're always in bed by, by 8. But our goal at our house is to be asleep between 9 and 10. And sometimes, you know how it is. You don't just lay down and rest and go, oh, man, praise God. That has been one of my gifts historically, is when I lay down, I can just fall asleep. Okay? But it doesn't work that way for everybody. And I've been through seasons where it didn't work that way for me. Some of you got to lay down, turn over a bit, relax. You know, remember Sid the Sloth and Ice Age, the first one? He's, he's laying on that rock and he's turning over. He's turning over. Finally, the mammoth says, what's wrong with you? Be quiet. Shut up. He says, I'm just trying to relax, right? Just trying to relax. But he's making a bunch of noise. It takes some people time to decompress. Some of you are thinkers. You're thinking about the day. All right. But you've got to have a plan. So in the same way, plan rest, okay? This point's going to come up again Sunday about something else. Plan rest. Be intentional. Schedule it. Some of you are still going, man, Pastor Matt, you don't know what I'm doing right now. I'm working on multiple things. I'm doing this and that. Hey, home is home and work is work. I know. And this is where boundaries come in as well. There's a lot to do at work. There's a lot to do at home. Sometimes you bring it home. I understand. But plan on resting now why you say well why what's the big deal about rest i can make it with four or five hours of sleep i'll never forget summer of 2001 i was youth pastor i was wired up like i was on caffeine and i don't even know that i was that summer but i was 25 and crazy and uh i'll never forget i was so wired that summer i went a few months and was sleeping it seems like it was five or six hours a night, and it just left me wired and crazy. But you know what? After a while, you get irritable, don't you? How many of here in here do really well with five hours of sleep, just wonderfully well, like you're at peak performance at five hours? You're rare. You're rare. I've known a few people like that. But the goal should be for most of us, once again, Barry's, Barry's got a, a baby girl at home. And a child on the way. And so I'm saying this, and he's going, I know, that's the goal, but that's crazy. And some of you are like, I got other stuff, I got kids. Eight hours should be your goal. Is it always going to work out? No. It should be your goal. Now, you should, and if you're like, I can't do eight, do seven hours. There's a reason for that, okay? And we're going to get into some of that tonight. Point one, tonight, remember, I brought this up Sunday. God rested. I really need that to get down into your spirit. God rested. If your God rested, he's your God and he's my God. That's your Jesus and my Jesus. Man, if he rested, what a great example. Okay, let's go to Mark 6.31. A couple of these verses I brought up Sunday. Then I'm going to bring up a little historical 
story for you. Then Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there what? were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. Man, if you don't have time to eat, it ain't good, all right? It ain't good. So he had to balance them out. He had to balance the situation out. Sometimes if you don't balance the situation out, nobody else will, huh? If you don't set a boundary or you don't say, man, I got to disconnect. I've gotta, I'm leaving work. I'm not going to answer my phone at this, this point. My wife and I have a boundary, and it's for rest. And you know what that is? Is we talk about work. See, we're, we're pastors, right? However you involve us in, our, in your lives, with staff or with folks that come to church, the folks that serve, however you involve us in your life, we are truly evol- evol- involved and immersed in your lives. So we tend to naturally do a lot of shop talk. It's church. Church is our work. Ministry is our work. So we talk to so my wife and I have decided, look, 9 to 6, we're going to talk work if we want to. There's times that I'm, it's 8.59, and I'll go sit down, and we're getting ready. We're about to leave the house, and it's 8.59, and I'll wait. I'll look at my watch. I'm like, I gave her my word. 8.59, 9 o'clock. I'm a baby. About that one thing, Dad assigned us, immediately, I'm on it. She's like, is it 9 o'clock? I'm at, it's 9 o'clock. There's times we'll finish up a conversation at 6, and we'll both agree. We're, we're like, we're going to give 15 minutes past 6. We're going to talk work. We're going to talk office renovation, building, this thing, whatever. We're going to talk about things that, that she's assigning Vanessa or what, things that we're working on with VCCA for Adi or things that administration with Barry or things, ideas and events here. And we'll go, okay, we're going to talk till 620 on this. But we, And I'll even tell her, I'm like, baby, don't get in the habit. And she's like, please. You don't get in the habit. We've got to have boundaries. So 9 to 6 is our work talk. Okay? Other things come up. I know there's emergencies or different things. But you've got to have a plan. Okay? Because God rested. Look at Genesis 2.3. Genesis 2.3. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from what? All his work of creation. So the day of rest for the Jews was what? The Sabbath. Basically Saturday, right? I think sundown Friday to sundown Saturday. We, as Christians and believers in Jesus, our rest day is Sunday. Sometimes work gets in the way of that, but you do need a Sabbath. You need a day where you're not working, okay? You need a day where you're not working. I don't know if you knew this, but during the French Revolution, the late 1700s, you should look this up. They rejected God. The French government, the revolutionary government, rejected God. And they said, we're sick of it. They were mad at the Catholic Church because the Catholic Church back then controlled life. Okay? They were mad at the Catholic Church. But in being mad at the Catholic Church, they decided they were going to reject God himself. They said, we're not even going to have people dressing up for church on Sunday. We're not calling it Sunday anymore. And we're not going to have seven days because that's God's number. We're going to have a 10-day work week. A 10-day week. (laughs) 10 days! The French did this. Some of you read about it. It was utter stupidity. It lasted 12 years until God bless him, and I know he had his faults. Napoleon the dictator showed up and said, we're going back to a seven-day week when he took over. The guy feared God. I know he had his faults. He was crazy, but he was a conqueror. And he had enough sense to say, this is crazy. Can you imagine a 10-day week? It was killing people. It was wiping them out. We think a five-day work week is tough. Some are like, man, six or seven, and that's terrible. But can you imagine that someone going, well, I'm gonna, we're going to work nine or ten days and then take a day off. 
and they based everything on 10. A good thought. I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe the decimal system came out, uh, started to be used more in this, this era, the metric system and stuff like that. There's some good things came out of it. But can you imagine? They stood up and said, we're basically rejecting what God has said for his rest day and his work week, and we're going to do our own thing. And it was wiping people out. And they did it for 12 years. Dumb. So we've got to rest because God rested. He set the example. Point two tonight. We know God rested, point one, but point two is what? Rest is a healthy part of life. Work is a healthy part of life. you got to work, and you got to work hard. You're created to work, but you're created to rest. You're created to enjoy life. Now, I'm not out of the woods yet. This is still a tough season for me. You don't, you don't just lose somebody in your life, my, you know, like my mom, and just go, I'm okay one day. Wake up okay. You guys have heard lots of the story, and, and, and that is we were, I believe we were grieving for mom five years before she passed away because some things had changed in her health. So we were grieving, and now that we've lost her, I don't just cry every day. I don't, but man, I miss her, and there's pictures of her, and there's reminders of her, and, and my, my beard reminds me of mom because she had comments about it. My eyes remind me of mom when I look in the mirror because she talked about that. She'd always lean over and look me in the eyes and go, oh, babe, you have such pretty eyes. What color are they? Are they blue? And I'm like, Mom, you know my eyes are hazel. But she's like, baby, they look, they look blue. I'm reminded of that. I'm reminded of her. Said all that to say this. There are tough seasons. There are tough seasons with work. There's tough seasons with grief. There's tough seasons with family. There's tough seasons, period. And maybe some of you are going through a tough season. In fact, I know some of you are going through a tough season. Don't think you're alone. I'm here, Pastor Jen's here, people in your connect groups are here, your church family is here, department heads and staff are here. You don't have to go through it alone. Some seasons are tough, and it's harder to rest in those seasons, and I understand that. This is, it's just ideal when you can find time to rest, okay? You've got to be able to enjoy and laugh and work and rest and have fun. It's a balanced part of life. Now, I know it's important because it was an Old Testament directive and commandment. Let's go to Exodus chapter 20, verse 8. Exodus 20, verse 8. And they were hardcore in the Old Testament. Jesus had not been born yet. God had not come in the flesh yet to redeem mankind of their sin. See, all of the Old Testament was to show us basically that we needed a Savior. We, couldn't, we basically could not fulfill all of the law. But we got the Ten Commandments, right? And one of the commandments is, remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. That's the day of rest. Look at this. Keep going. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, not ten, French Revolution, but the seventh day is the Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. He had to mandate it. I'm going to tell you why. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your workers, right, your livestock, and any foreigners living among you. What does the next verse say? For in six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. But on the seventh day he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. You've got to have one day of rest. You've got to do your best and aim for that. Despite work, despite life, despite everything. Spend time with your family. Rest one day a week. God knew who he was dealing with. When the Israelites left Egypt, guess what they were? There's no better way to say it. They were slaves. They were recently freed, and they didn't even know how to rest. 
If you read the Old Testament, it was hardcore, guys. This is before Jesus. You had to make an example of people. It was hardcore. One guy went out and was working one day, and they brought him to Moses, and they, they had him killed because he was working on the Sabbath. <laughs> is that crazy? Can you imagine y'all, you, someone comes to me, somebody that I'm accountable to, and they're like, Pastor Matt, you broke the commandment. Uh, we saw you were uh, working on your rest day. Come over here, kneel over. We're going to cut your head off. It's almost laughable because you're going, huh? But God had to mandate, you need to rest. And why? Because they were slaves. All they, all they knew to do was work. They were slaves. They were in bondage. That's all they knew to do was work. So he said, no more of that. I need a day you can dedicate to me, your family. And then, of course, later on, the Hebrews made that really, really, really religious and weird. But God, it all, why did God mandate that? It was so you can spend time with God and your family. Okay, it was they'd been slaves for hundreds of years, so they didn't know how they didn't know. And it was a struggle for them. Point three. Excessive work. Can be dangerous. I've seen people who take the work from the office and sometimes you have to. Once again, there are seasons. I've seen people who take the work from the office and work all night on it every day. And they're working and they're working and they're putting in 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 hour weeks. That is never good. Excessive work can really damage you. Why? Well, you, you start to make poor decisions. If you're exhausted and not resting, you can make some poor decisions. Um, stress factors. Your health. How about, this is important to all of you in here, right? How about neglected relationships? We've all been there. My wife over the years has had to tell me, hey, baby, slow down. I feel like I'm chasing you. Slow down. I, I'm naturally someone who paces. And if I have stuff on my mind, I'll walk up and down the halls in the house. I'll clean dishes. I'll do this. I'll pick this up. And, and my wife's had to help me. And I've had to help her, too, at times because she gets rolling. And I'm like, okay, slow down now. It's time for me and you and God now. Let's slow down. Let's rest. It can be dangerous. It affects relationships. And those, if this is true, those that love us, many times they suffer the most when we're stuck working, okay? We're stuck in the grind, all right? But once again, I know there's seasons where we've just got to do it, but it can't stay that way forever. Let me remind you, whoever's in a season that's tough right now, whether it's grieving, whether it's working, whether it's your heart's broken, whether it's whatever, I need to remind you it's not going to be this way forever, Okay? It's not going to be this way forever. I started asking God that some years ago, and I, I, I think it's come to my mind a few times since mom's passing. Because it, it affects you emotionally, man. It's like it does something to your brain when you've gone through trauma. Okay? And I know y'all have been there. It's not, look, look at me tonight. It's not going to be this way forever, okay? Ooh, child, things are getting brighter. Remember the song? Things are going to get easier, all right? Just hang in there. God is with you. God is. He said, in this world you, have tr- you will have trouble, but fear not, I have overcome the world, okay? I know there's seasons. It's not going to be that way forever. Point four tonight. <clears throat> Part of resting is hearing God. Did you know when you're in a rested state, it's easier to hear God's voice? even in his word, even when he speaks to your spirit. It's much, much easier to hear God when you're, when you're resting. 
Okay, let's go to Psalm 23, verse 1. Check this out. Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. You guys know this. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. Wow, there's rest there. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths. How is he going to guide you unless he's speaking to you? Okay, he's showing you and guiding you, speaking to you in his way. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Can we read all three of those verses again? Let's start at verse one again. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. If you'll give him a chance, God will guide you and help you rest and help you figure out how to balance it out. And hey, I've been there too, and I know you've been there. Sometimes you're like, but how? How am I supposed to get all this done? Something has to give. What do I do? There's so much with the kids. There's so much with work. There's so much with this. There's so much with that. There's so much with what I gave my word about. There's so much, oh, I've got to repair this at the house. I've got to get the car fixed. God's going to help you. Let him lead you and guide you through times and seasons as he helps you to rest. Okay, let's go to Psalm 62, verse 1. Psalm 62, verse 1. I love this. I wait quietly before God, for my victory comes from Him. How can you wait quietly before Him unless you're resting? Okay? That's why you got to have time with God every day. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress, where I will never be shaken. God even speaks to you when you sleep, huh? You ever had a dream that you just knew was from God? Or maybe even a dream you're like, was that from God? That was weird. That was about that situation. What? God's spoken to me in dreams. I'm like, wow, better leave that alone. Better be careful with that or better do that or better pray about that or bring that up to dad. Or hmm, God speaks to us when we sleep. You're, you're in a resting state. He speaks to you when you're not being distracted by everything else, when you're at a quiet place with him. When we're at rest, we can focus on him. All right. Anybody, real quick, as we kind of close this down tonight, what, is, what does rest mean to you? Anybody. No pressure. If anybody, anybody would like to speak up briefly, what does rest mean to you? What, what, is, what is resting? What's an example of rest for you? Anybody. Quiet. That's restful for you. It's like, okay, all the noise has calmed down. Quiet. Rest has become, for me, one of the ways I rest is putting my phone away. Anybody in here? Some of y'all are just not a slave to your phone, and that's great. And you shouldn't be. But man, rest for me sometimes is just going off or away for some hours. That's rest. Anybody else say, man, what, what's rest to you? Anybody? Someone like sleeping. <laughs> Sleep is restful. What's that? restful and now that's restful now here is the opposite of that i just heard all the kids all the grandkids i heard no kids a break from the kiddos love y'all bye love y'all go with your aunt goodbye no don't call me while you're gone bye see you in three hours mom needs time right yeah so different types of rest um some may say you know what resting to me is watching a couple of episodes of tv of some kind that's fine that's fine. Some may say, man, for me, man, rest is eating. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. 
I mean, some people, it seems like, it seems like I, I've, I've known some, several people in my life that are foodies, and they're like, man, let's get snacks. That's fun, and that's restful to them. That's cool. Or let's drink coffee, right? That, it's restful to me drinking the coffee, but I'm never restful afterward. It hits me like a strong drug. I'm all pacing and stuff, wearing a hole in the floor, scuffing up the tile, <laughs> you know, <laughs> kicking the bark off trees, somebody said. Any other ways of resting? Anybody? <laughs> Anybody? Any other things you want to volunteer tonight? Anybody? All right. All right. Well, good. So I hope God spoke to you tonight. Let's, let's just bow our heads and let's, let's pray.